The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Sukkah has been dedicated by Celia and Isaac Jamal. Hashem Alehem Yehu Amen for the Hatzlecha of their dear children. May they see much nachat from all of them. May they all grow up and get married in the right time and have children healthily, happily with berachah vatzlacha. And may they see uh, descendants and descendants of their descendants. Ad bi'ad go'el sedek. Amen. The Masechet has also been dedicated Le'ilu Nishmat Sarah Bat Adel Ruach Hashem Tanihena Began Eden Amen Again by Celia and Isaac Jamal To school the Mitzvot Daf Lamid Today's Daf is being studied Le'ilu Nishmat Abraham Ben Esther Ruach Hashem Tanihena Began Eden Amen Today's Daf is being studied Le'ilu Nishmat Amiruhemet And the third Bikitsul Yamin Vishanim Mazal Bat Frida. Ruach Hashem Tani Hena began Aiden. Amen. Today's dump is being studied with Fuashelema Moreno, Verabeno, Vigion Ozenu, Hacham, Obadia Yosef, and Gurgia. Enna Refana Lo, Betoksha Hodamo Israel. Amen. Lastly, today's dap is being dedicated by our dear friends from Aventura, Florida, Mr. Roger and Raquel Baghdadi. Hashem Alehem Yehu. Amen. We are on the Midgim al-Amud Bet, we begin from the Mishnah. <coughs> now we start the discussion about the Arabah. Now our Mishnayot discuss Lulav, laws of Lulav and the laws of Hadassim. Now we start the laws of the Arabah, which they would call, I guess, the willow branch, which the Torah calls Arve Nahal. Arabah Gizula, Vivesha Pesula. We got a stolen Arabah, Pesula, the Torah says Lachem, by the Arava as well. It's going, it's going by the Arava as well. Therefore, stolen is no good. Yevesha, dry is not Hadar. And therefore, both those cases of Pesula. Shel Ashira, Vishila, Rinidahat, Pesula. Can Ashira, Rinidahat both have the uh, factor that they have to be burnt? And therefore, since they have to be burnt, they lack shi'ur. The shi'ur of the Arabah we said is three to fahim. And since it's standing to be burnt, and therefore it lacks shi'ur. Niktam rosha, that would be the uh, head of the Arabah was clipped off. Nifresu aleha. Again, nifresu aleha would be the same interpretation like we said by the hadas, where the leaves fell off. Okay, that would be nifresu. safsafa. <coughs> Pesula, Safsafa is a certain type of Araba that its leaves are rounded. Instead of having the long, narrow uh, leaf like the regular standard Araba, Safsafa, its leaves round. We'll see pictures of that soon. So that's going to be Pesula. Kimusha, if it's wilted, wilted means it's not totally dry, or it's not totally fresh and moist. And if the minority of its leaves of the Araba fell off, Baal is a, is a field that is sustained by rainwater. It doesn't need any uh, outside uh, waters to sustain it. And you have a uh, Araba from that field, it is Keshira. We'll see in Nashi exactly what the Hadush of uh, why what I think Shil Baal is not Keshira. Let's read Nashi in the Mishnah. Because the lachem and the Torah is going on all the species. The leaves of it are rounded. I'm going to see that the pasuk is posselet. We have a picture book. We can see the pictures of the Safsafa. Uh, okay, you have it in your Pirushchai. Pirushchai is picture number 539. You see the uh, roundness of the Safsafa uh, as opposed to the uh, long and narrowness of a conventional uh, Arava. Okay, we're good. We're good. Next, Rashi. Veshel Baal. Gedela b'sadeh shelo ala nahal. 
The Hidush is, the Torah says that Araba are Arben Nahal. They grow by the stream, by the river. Uh, here, you have a field that doesn't need any, uh, any water. It's sustained on rainwater. So the Hidush just, even though it doesn't grow by the river, it's still considered uh, Keshera. Now she just gives us the source of the word Baal. Why do we know Baal is a, is, is a field that doesn't need any external water? So that she just Karka she'ena sedichal le'ashkot de'sagi le'bimtar ha'shamayim. So not with the rainwater. Because the Amrinim be'mashkin be'tashrayim smart katan Baal. What's the lashon of Baal? Lishnat demiyet demiyet buta. It's a lashon of it is settled. It is uh, satisfied. We'll say. Kemo ki Baal. Bahur betula. Um, the Targumin the Targumin that pasuk is arek emad demiyatev elim in betula. That a young boy is satisfied with a betula. Ve'ay the panik libe maditim bedalit babet. So now that she has a question, why did the Mishnayot have to write four separate Mishnayot? One for lulav, one for adas, one for araba. The next Mishnah is going to talk about the etrog. So why just put it in one? Uh, one Mishnah. So that she says, It didn't mix them up and put them together. Each Mishnah, by each species, has a law that's not applicable by its by the other one. The case of Tzinar Barzel, that's a Lulav item. Anavav mirubin na'alav More berries than leaves That's a hadas item Lo shaykh ila ba'adas Saf safa Lo shaykh ila ba'arava Ve'orla utruma Lo shaykh ila ba'etrog Hilkach itztirichu al-ba'ababe That's why we need four cases for the hindushim of each case Comes the Gemara Tanu Rabbanan Arbenahal When it says in the Pasuk Arbenahal that the Arabot grow by the river, by the stream. So the Gemara's Doresh, They grow by the river. Now what does that mean? Nashi. Which means, she's telling us specifically it's a mitzvah to get Arabot that grow by the river. And the fact that there's Arbe Nahal, it's coming to include even ones that don't. But from Rashi, it's Mashma, that there's a certain Anyan to get uh, specifically Aravot that grow by the Nahal itself. Uh, the Rosh rejects Shitat Rashi. The Rosh says, We never saw Hakamin being Makpid. To get dafka the arabot that grow by the nahal. If this was a deen, we'd see people uh, being careful. So um, he's explains the giver like this: When the giver says arbe nahal, it's not like a preference. It's saying what type of arabot are kosher for the mitzvah, the type of species of arabah that the majority of that species grows by the nahal. Now. Even if it happens to grow in the mountains, but if it's the type that grows normally by the Nahal, it's Kashir. As opposed to Safsafa, that doesn't grow by the Nahal at all. So according to the Rosh, it's not coming to give you a preference on Nahal. It just tells you which type of Arabah we're talking about. The Arabah that normally grows by the Nahal, that's the Arabah we're talking about. Whereas that she's learning, no, there's an Anyan to go to the Nahal and get those Arabah. And if you don't, it's Kashir because you have a Ribuy of Arbeh. So comes the Gavran continues. Another interpretation. That its leaves are uh, drawn like a nahal, like a stream, long and narrow, like a stream. This is giving you the shape of the uh, of the arba'ah. She says, to exclude roundness, which would uh, negate the safsafa again, which has a round leaf. Tanya idach. We have a brayta, arbe nahal. Enli ela arbe nahal. You know, arbe nahal. Shel baal veshel harim minayim. How do I know you can even use the araba of the mountains or the araba of the baal fields? Tamud omar arbe nahal. The plurality arbe teaches me what? Mikol makom. Right? Teaches me all. 
types of uh, aravot uh, are uh, kasher, meaning it doesn't necessarily have to grow by the uh, nahal. But again, like the Rosh said, the species that normally grows by the nahal, if you find it in the stebal, if you find it in the harim, it'll also be kasher. Abba Shaul Omer. Abba Shaul has a different derasha. Arbe Shetayim. Ahat lulav, ahat lamikdash. This is the plurality of the word Arbe teaches a different hadush. You need two Arabot minimum for the holiday. You need one Araba for the, for the lulav, to tie it with the lulav, and one Araba for the new mitzvah. That's the mitzvah of Araba in the mikdash. Which we're going to learn is Halakhal Mishim Sinai, that every day in the Beit HaMikdash they would walk around the mizbeach with an Araba. And they would let it hang over the Mizbayah. So you need a special Arabah for that Mitzvah. So it's Arbeh Nahal. Two Arabot. Rashi. Abba Shaul Omer. Arbeh. Top line. De'amar kira lo lakshir shil ba'al ba. He says, no, it's not coming to include other types of Arabah. For example, the one that goes by the Ba'al. E'la. Le'la milkash yasarik shtim mitzvot shil Arabah. Ahat. Le'ugdab bilulav. De'ahat le'mikdash. Le'akif etam Mizbayah. Right? They go around the Mizbayah. Like we're going to learn. Oh, the the rabbis that learn Arbe, that they come along is coming to include even Shilbaal. How do they know the Arava of the Mikdash? They learn from Alakam Shem Sinai. They are the rabbis that of three Alakal Moshem Sinai's. These do not have any relationship, these three, to each other. It's just that when they were learning the Beit Midrash, these three were said in a group. Like we learned above, Shi'urin, Mechitzin, and Hatzitzin. Alakal Moshem Sinai. Those also, they were said as a group, so they always put them together. So there's a group of Alakal Moshem Sinai's that we learned together in the Beit Midrash. Those are the laws of Arava, which we know the Arava that you are around the Mizbayah, which the Gemara's whole Perik going to discuss that mitzvah. And then you have the law of Nisukha Mayim, that's the law of Sukkot, that besides the wine that they would pour on the Mizbayah, standard wine libations that were done every day during the Qurban, Olah, on Sukkot, we have special Chavashim that says you also have to pour water on the Mizbayah, it's called Nisukha, but it's not written really explicitly in the Torah. And you have the law of Isin Nitiot. What is the law of Isin Nitiot? That's a Shemitah law. Basically, the law is that. Uh, Shemitah, we know, begins, let's say, in uh, Tishri of the seventh year. You have to stop, uh, stop all uh, planting, plowing, and working on the fields. Uh, however, they learned from Pesukim that there's an anyan to start the Shemitah 30 days before. That's uh, Tosefet Shemitah. So meaning Rosh Hashanah Elul already, they have to stop uh, planting. And the rabbis went and even they took it further. From Rosh Hashanah they went to, all the way to certain cases, to Pesach, in some cases, to Shavuot. However, when it comes to a uh, law of Eser Nitiot, Eser Nitiot is ten saplings. Those are young trees that are in a field of uh, 2,500 square ama. We would call that in Halakha a Bet okay, which is 50 ama by 50 ama. So if it's configured, ten saplings in that field, we say that since they're saplings, they need the nutrients of the whole area. So you're not only allowed to plant or to plow underneath the trees themselves, but you're even allowed to, pl- to plow the entire bit se'ah. They didn't, uh, they made a halakha, mutar, up until the, uh, up until Tosefet Shivyait. Which means uh, it's permissible, they didn't put it all the way back until, uh, actually go to Roshana, I'm sorry. You can go all the way to Roshana, because otherwise they're going to die. I mean, if you only plow the tree themselves... You need the whole field to be plowed in order to give it nutrients for the uh, for the for the Let's read Rashi and says means you really all these halachot. Let's start with Esenetiot Arabav Nisukhamay Malacham Shem Sinai. Elu Shloshan Ishalu Bebetam Midrash Minayin Laim in the Torah. Veishivu Shalacham Shem Sinayim Veshamas Shomayim Begasam Kesedus Shishamam. All these three questions were asked in the Bet Midrash simultaneously at the same time. So the one that heard him put them all together. Because uh, that was the grouping. The like we learned above. Shomaya, the guy who heard the rabbi who heard the law. And he put him in the order. You have ten saplings that are scattered in a 
Kama sheyesh ben zud ha'vertad. They equally are dispersed in the equidistant to each other. Ve'tafsu betzeah shunun ama anun ama. Mefuzzarot le'orek ve'rohab b'shaveh. Horshin kol betzeah. You have to plow the whole betzeah. B'shvilan erev shvi'it ad rosh hashanah up until rosh hashanah. Nafapish mezamen atur leosif mechol lakodesh. Even though it's a mitzvah. They teach us that you're not allowed to plow on Erev Shavu'it, a plowing that's going to benefit post Shavu'it. That's a 30-day period. From the Pesukim. But by Netiot, you can go all the way to Rosh Hashanah. So they don't dry up. The 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 you will have to plow the entire field for them. Aval, im enam eser, let's say it's a nine trees, or she enam efuzrot kel katan, or let's say it's ten trees, but it's not configured uh, in the you know equidistant through the uh, the the uh, uh, the betzeah. Choresh tahat kol hat vehat kishuli nikatan lefi hashbon eser lebetzeah. Then already you're only allowed to plow. Uh, under or next to each tree, proportionately to eser nitiot in a betzeah. Which means you have to go figure out now how much you have, the ratio compared to what you have now, and you'd only be allowed to plow keneged that amount. You don't get the whole uh, the whole betzeah. Okay. Now that's why nitiot. So nitiot have two laws. Eser nitiot in betzat and in betzeah. You go to Rosh Hashanah. Anything more or less. Then you can only plow next to the tree according to what it needs. Now, that's why Nitiot. Also By older trees, That's what the 30-day law applies. The 30-day law does not apply to saplings. The 30-day law applies to old trees. That depends. Is it a halakha b'shem shnai by zekenim or is it pesukim? The rabbis came along and they added to the 30-day law and they said what? They came along and said on a wheat field it's a suit to plow from Pesach. And on trees, from Shavuot. So again, you have the Torah law is uh, 30 days. Hachamim uh, preempted uh, depending on what it is. The Amru Biskinim, what's the logic with Zikinim? Which is why the old trees, the yonek a lot. They take a lot of the field. So even three trees in a bit se'ah, you could plow the whole bit se'ah until Shavuot. If it's not three trees, so again you have the law of Shavuot. Okay, so that's the Eser Neti'ot. Okay. Right, the lulav we know from the pesukim. So how do we arve nachal? So how do we know mikdash? Al kamoshe b'shana. Nisukamayim letmidim shel shachar shebaat yimehag. Kedamim lekamah beperik lulav araba. B'atra v'shkesem nashim b'mayim b'nyain. We give the kabbalas teaches how you make nisukamayim with yain. The chok kabbalat kodim otoshayin nashim el yain. The two libations, water plus the wine. Okay, what is that? That's the yeah. That's that. That's exact. That's the the rationale behind it. Okay, comes the Gemara and says, We have a brayta. We said this These willows that grow by the nahal, and they grow by the nahal prat. To exclude the safsafa type of adas, amaraba, that grows by the mountains. Okay, so we have another exclusion for the safsafa. Amara vizera, me'ekra'a. Where do you know? 
Now what's the question, where do you know? Which is, how do you know that Safsafah is not considered Arabah? Right, that's what she says. The Safsafah is not considered Arabah. The Rebiyim Arabah is not Which is, the Torah says Arabah is not considered. comes to include Harim. It comes to include uh, uh, Space Baal. So maybe Arabah is also coming to include Safsafah. How do you know Safsafah is out of the category of conventional Arabah? That's the question according to Rashi. Yeah? So Gavara says, Amar le Abaye. So Abaye says, I'm sorry, Me'ekira, it's a pasuk actually in Yehezkel. Here the prophet is chastising Klal Yisrael. And basically what the pasuk is going to say, I put you like an Araba, which is good, and you went and you became a Safsafa. Uh, you became uh, something else. Like you, you, you changed. So the pasuk says, Kah al Maim Rabim, take yourselves on Maim Rabim, put yourselves by the water, Safsafa Samo. And he placed himself like a Safsafa. Now, from the simple puzzle, it sounds like Safsafa grows by the water. You go take yourself by the water, and it's called, uh, and it's placed, and it's called, uh, and you were placed as a Safsafa. That's exactly what we don't want to prove. We're trying to prove that Safsafa doesn't grow by the water. So the Gebrahim says, Amal Abayyeh, Vidilma Pirushekam Faresh. So the Gebrahim asked that exact question. Maybe the, the, the Pasuk is explaining as follows Kah al Maim Rabim, take the item that grows on a lot of water, Umayn you, Safsafa. And what is that item? Safsafa. So it's the teaching us the exact opposite that Safsafa is a good Araba. So in Ken, my Samo. <coughs> what does it mean? Samo meaning it. Uh, uh, it was placed, which, which means as if it was it was taken, and then it was placed. If it was there, so uh, you don't got to place it. So obviously the pasuk is talking about two different items. And here's the end of the pasuk. I told the Jewish people I wanted to be to me like the item that's taken by the water. And what's the item that's taken by the water? But instead, they made themselves like the Safsafa that's not by the water, that's in the mountains. So you see what? You see it's different. The Safsafa is not this conventional Araba. Okay? Some have this whole Dirashav the Pasuk in a Braita. She's according to the first version, we actually have um, we have the Braita, we have the Bizira giving this Pasuk. Some have the Pasuk and a Braita itself. That's the only difference between the next version and the first version. The first version was Rabbi Zerah that was quoting the Pasuk. This version is the Braita quoting the Pasuk. Kah al-Mahim Rabbi Safsafa Samo matkifla Rabbi Zerah and Rabbi Zerah asked on the Braita. The first version Rabbi Zerah brought the Pasuk. In the second version the Braita brings the Pasuk and Rabbi Zerah expounds. the, st- the stem, uh, the stick of the Arava is red. Mm. It starts off green, but eventually it'll turn red. Mm. And it has the elongated uh, leaves. Mm. And the lip or the rim of the Arava is smooth. It's a smooth leaf. Right, first of all, its uh, stem is white. We said it has rounded leaves, not long and narrow. Mm-hmm. Its, uh, its, uh, its edge looks like serrated, like a magal, like a sickle. Okay? Uh, so the Gebarah says, What do you mean? I thought we said that if the Arava has that serrated edges like, like a sickle. No, that it's kasher. So it says, Dome le meser pasul, but if it's Dome to a meser, meser is like the teeth of a knife, of a saw. It's pasul. So Amar Abayeki Tanyahi Bechelfagila. There's one form of Hada, of Araba, called Helfagila, that it has two out of the three properties. It has the red stem, it's got the 
long, oh. elongated leaves, but it has its serrated uh, edges like a magal. So that's the only araba you can get away with two out of three. Al-Fagila. But the other araba, you have to have three properties. You have to have the red uh, stem, you got to have the long leaves, and you got to have the smooth uh, uh, edges. Now, uh, let me just for a second, the Pirush Hai, just so you see the Safsafa, you see Pia Domela Magal. Magal, you have like the serrated edges all going in one direction. Okay, all going uh, like on a slant, right? Each one like uh, slanted uh, towards each other. That's a magal, like the sickle. And then you have a saw, saw actually is teeth. Yeah. Right, right. If you look at the... Uh, Facing up, up. Yeah, he's up and down. You have uh, teeth is up and down, okay? So that's the, uh, that's the difference, exactly. Okay? Now... Comes out according to this Gemara, in order for Aravat to be Kishira, you need one of three signs. You need three of three signs. Kane Adom, Alem Ashok, Ufia Halak, or Kemagal. Like you have a case where it can be like a Magal, it's okay also. Okay, Now, if it's missing one of the Simani, for example, it says Kane Lavan, or let's say uh, has the other sim- has the other simani, but it's kanelaban. Or let's say uh, has round uh, leaves. Or let's say it looks like a meser, like a, a saw. So then it's going to be uh, pesula. Okay, now the safsafa actually has three pesulim. Safsafa is over three. It has the whiteness, it has the roundness, and it has the um, right the ridges. Like the uh, Magal. What's the Hava mean to get Mikashir? The thing looks completely different. I guess because they're in the family of Araba. No, it, it is a it type is of Araba. It is type yeah, it's in the family of species of Araba. For sure. Okay, very good. Comes again, on continues. Amar Abaye. Shma' minna. Hai halfagila kashil oja'na. We learn from over here that the uh, species called Halfagila is kasher for Araba. So the Gemara is a pshita. Of course, it's, it's got the. Uh, why should I think it's kasher? It's got the. It's got the traits. It's got the properties. Why should I think it's kasher? Says Mao de Temo Hilvit Lashem Levai Lonet Kasher. Since it has a surname, which means it's called Halfagila, which means which means yeah, which means originally that that's what they called it now. Obviously, in the beginning, uh, before the Gemara's time, right. they used to call this uh, right Arava Gila. That's what they called it. Pre-name. The, the 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 common name in the times of the Gemara was called Halfa Gila. But in the times of then, they would call it Arava. What type of Arava? Arava Gila. So I might have thought that's not Arava. Maybe it's what I said. in the house gotta be. You know, regular Aravot and a court Aravot. Here's this guy, extra name, I might tell it is no good. Kamashmala, when it says Arbenahaz, we call Makom. Even if it has a Shem Levi to it, it's okay. Look at Rashi. Okay, actually, the Gemara will say it further. Look at the Gemara now. The Gemara is Ve'emahachinamit. Maybe in the Khanami, maybe. If it has an extra name to it, it is Prasul. Arabe is coming to include all types of Arabot. Not only has to be called uh, Araba per se, right? Even uh, I, 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 right, right. It's okay. would be called Araba, but even if it has a name to it, it is okay. Yes. Okay. Amar of Hazda. Let's do the second Tosafot. The second Tosafot. The Rabbanan the Mikdash Minalu. The rabbis, they learn the word Arbe uh, Nahal is coming to include uh, all types of Arabot. Uh, Not necessarily they grow by the Nahal, even if they go by the Harim, or if they grow by Stebal. And how do they know Mikdash? They know from Al-Khabar Shem Sinai. Hachinami Matsilim Mivail Abba Shaul. I mean, according to Abba Shaul, Abba Shaul learned Arabot, you have to have two types of Arabot. One for the Nulav uh, and one for the Mikdash. Arbe, Na'al. So they could have asked according to Abba Shaul, Shil Ba'al, Vishil Arim, Minale. How does he know Ba'al and Arim? So Vishema Litle. Right? Maybe he doesn't know all of it. Vilitle Name, I did that Shilabar al Kamar, Arbe Na'al Shtaim. And he doesn't also do this later on the Gibraltar and say, how many Arabot you have to take for the Nulav? Uh, 
Which is could be a bashol holds that uh, like Rabbi Akiva, which we're going to see later on, that you only need one uh, Arabah. Okay, because he learns Arabah to teach me uh, that uh, one for the lab, one for the Mikdash. So he doesn't have a din of that you need two Arabot, nor does he have a din of, uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't learn the uh, Betta Mikdash either. The Ena Lachak Rabbi Akiva, Kedemukach Lekaman, Ulfize, Sarik Lezaher, Shiloli Tol Arabah, Lilulav Ela Imken, Gedela Ala Nahal. Which is the quote to this, you have to be careful. To only take the uh, araba for the lulab that grows by the nahal. She says, if you're holding like uh, Abba Shaul, right? You got to take his derasha over here that says you need one for this and one for that. But he doesn't hold of uh, you know the derasha of the hachamim that say mikol uh, makom. So if we got to make sure to take an araba that grows by the nahal, the shtei derasha of darshina ma'arbeke darshina kaman. Which means each rabbi is negating what his uh, colleague said. So if a court to Shaul, you'd only be allowed to take uh, uh, an Arabah that actually grows by the uh-huh. Nahal itself. Okay, now the Gemara discusses some semantics. Uh-huh. The following three uh, items. Their names changed from the time of the destruction of the Bet HaMikdash. We had to write this Gemara, which means originally they were called one item, and later on the names changed. Example, Halfata Aravta. Right, what today is called Halfata originally was called Arava. Aravta Halfata. And what was called Arava is now called Halfa. Now, which is the name switched. The item that was called Halfa was now Arava. And the item that was Arava is now called Halfa. And it's switching the, in the names. So give us my nafkamina. What's nafkamina? What's the difference? So give us, what do you mean? A, a, a tremendous difference. Lulav. For Lulav. Which means Arava is kosher for Lulav. Right? And Halfa is not kosher. But now that today's Halfa is the olden day Arava, so when you go into the store, you got to ask them for halfa. Mm. Because halfa is really araba. But if you ask them for araba, they're going to give you halfa, and halfa is no good. So if it's nafkamina for the, uh, for the lulav. Okay, you got to know exactly uh, what to ask for. Look at that sheep. Third line. Halfa arafta. La bainu halfa gila. This halfa is not the halfa gila, because the halfa gila is kosher for araba. Ela safsafa. So basically it's saying, what was called Safsafa then, now was called Araba. Okay? And was called Araba then, now was called Safsafa. When you're a consumer buying the, uh, or, or a rabbi, if somebody comes and asks the rabbi, you know, well, what type of uh, Araba should I use? You have to tell them, make sure you use Safsafa. Because the Safsafa is really the Araba. And you got to know exactly how to field the questions. In, uh, in this case as well. I guess that's the, that's the first the semantics that the Gibraltar discusses. Okay, now we get to the next one. Shipura Hatusarta. Hatusarta Shipura. Mind of Kamina. The Shofar Shoroshana. Today's Shofar, the word Shofar, in the yesteryear was called the Hatsusrot. Hatsurot was a trumpet or a straight a straight horn. And today's Hatsutsrot in the old days was called Shofar. What's that coming now? Feroshana. Feroshana in the Shofar. Shofar is from a ram. Ram's horn that's curved. Okay, Hatsutsrot is not from a ram, it's just a straight horn. So when you're going to blow a Shofar, Feroshana, you got to know you need a Hatsutsrot. Because the Hatsutu is really where the Shofar is. Right. And you can't blow a Shofar. Because Shofar is really the Hatsutu that's Masul. Yeah, okay, so the terminology is changed of coming after Shofar. Who changed it back? Petorta, Petora. Petora, Petorta. Okay, there's a different type of tables. One is a big table, one's a small table. So what was called Petora today was what's called Petorta. And what's called Petorta was called Petora. And one is big, one is small. That's the uh, basic difference between them. So give us the line of Kamina. What's the Kamina? They make a homemkar for business, for, 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 for buying purposes. Which means, if a guy sells his friend petorta, 
You sell them what's called today petorta. You don't sell them what was called in yesteryear petorta. I mean, a guy says, oh, I want a petorta. Right. Right? And he gives them the small one. He can't come along and say, well, a uh, hundred years ago, uh, the petorta was called a uh, petorta. No, no, no. You got to know what it's called. Guy goes to the store and he gets buys a petorta. Today it's called a petorta. You give them what the modern day uh, terminology is. You don't uh, go according to, to what it was. You can't take up the bed team uh, after and have claims. Okay. Amar Abaye. Abaye comes along and says, Af ani omir, Bekase ublila, ublila bekase. Lemainaf kamina, lemahatan imsa beobi betakosot. Okay, the animal, okay, the behemah, gasa, it has four stomachs. All right, you have, uh, actually, I'll read it to you like this. The animals that are ma'alegera have four stomachs. And the food goes through all the stomachs, okay, until it gets uh, absorbed into the bloodstream. Uh, the first is called the keres, then you have beta kosot, then you have the hemses, and then the kebab. The animal chews on its food, and it chew, that doesn't chew it so well, it swallows it very quickly, and it goes into the, uh, the veshit, that will be the, uh, the food pipe, it goes down into the keva, into the first keva, which is called the keris, and it starts the process of digestion. From the keris, it goes to the beta kosot, the reason why they call it the beta kosot, because it's a very thick stomach, and it looks like kosot. Looks like cups that are, uh, you know, uh, protruding out of it. Okay? Now, it's a very thick wall. It's like doubly thick, and it has like a fat lining it as well. Because it's very, very fat. Okay? Now, uh, from there, it starts to continue, I mean, continues the uh, digestion, and then it spits it back up. From Ma'alegira. That's chewing its cud. So the chewing its cud comes from the Beta Kosot, back up. Then it goes back down to the uh, process again, but this time it continues um, from the beta kosot to the hemsis. The hemsis is the it's a very it's a it's a thin wall stomach, and it's very porous. Because by that time already the food turns into liquid, and the liquid just goes through the the pores of the hemsis, and then uh, finally it goes to the fourth keva. And then it uh, already is totally digested. Okay, that's the four uh, uh, stomachs. Now, they would refer to bekase, which is beta kosos, hublila. Now, hublila is himsis. There is a big difference between the laws of terefa by the beta kosot and the himsis. What's the law? A mahat, a needle. Let's say, after the shakita, you have to check the animal's insides to make sure there's no wounds, internal wounds. One of the things they checked for, maybe the animal swallowed a, a needle, and what happened? It punctured one of the stomachs. Now, Allah says that if you find a puncture in the beta kosot of a needle that uh, went through it, so the law is, unless you see the needle coming out of both sides, it's kashir. Because since the beta kosot is uh, Thick, so therefore uh, a needle that goes through it is only going to be porcelain if it goes through both sides. But if it, you only see it went through a part of it, it's kasher. Both sides of the stomach. It's got to go through the stomach. The whole bit. You see the needle one side coming out the other side. Big needle. Yeah, big needle. Uh, by the MCS, however, it's the opposite. By the MCS, even if it comes out of one side, so it's going to be uh, tarif. Okay? So now, it's a very, very thin, uh, thin wall. What do you call it? So now, you got to know what we're talking about over here. Right. So the, what was called Himsis then, today is called Beta uh, Kosot, so to speak. Okay, so therefore after somebody comes along and says, Rabbi, I found a needle in the Beta Kosot, but it didn't go through. So you have to tell him that it's Pasu. Because Beta Kosot today is really Himsis. Right. right? If somebody tells you, Rabbi, I got a needle that went through the Himsis, but not all the way through. You have to tell him terefa, because really that is the bete uh, So that's that's only la. Lila is himsis and beka says bete So nafkamina from mahat, right? From mahat that's found. Okay. Today everything is back to normal. Today himsis is himsis and bete is bete
it, see, it seems in all this, the Hakamim always knew what they were talking about. The Arabis always knew. It seems it's for the Amir artists that their vernacular uh, changed. Because you see now, Gibra, the Gibra calls Arava, Arava, and Saf Safa, Saf Safa. It doesn't call it according to the, to the reverse language. It seems this is what the Amir artists would, uh, would refer to it. Okay? Okay. Okay. Amar Ababar Yosef. So Ababar Yosef goes, Af, and you I'll give you another change of vernacular. Babel Bursif, Bursif Babel. Right, the country of Babel, today's Babel is Bursif, and today's Bursif is Babel. And Afkamina. Afkamina for the. Uh, for the, uh, for the post office. The main of Kamina, the Gitenashi. The Gitenashi forget. Okay. That bet in Masikat Gitin. When a uh, a person sends a get through a Shaliyah, okay? Sends it in Medina Tayyam. He sends it from outside of Eris Israel overseas. He sends a get to his wife, let's say in Eris Israel. Okay? So the law is the Shaliyah. When he delivers the get, he must say, That the get was written uh, and signed in front of me. I saw the, uh, the get written in front of me. Why did the Hakameen make the Shaliyah say, Because they were concerned that the Baal one day will come along and say, This is a Shtar Mizuyaf. This get over here is a counterfeit. This is a. Uh, right. And since the witnesses are in Medinat Ayam, Who's going to know if these witnesses' signatures are legitimate or not? There's no way to um, validate these witnesses because it's from uh, overseas. Right. So therefore, the Hakamim said, the Shaliyah must say, He's going to testify, I know the veracity of the witnesses, and therefore, he is Mikayim the Shtar. He validates the Shtar, so, he, he, uh, so nobody can come along and say, including the Baal, that the Shtar is Mizuyaf. Furthermore, there's another reason why the Shadi has to say before Nechtam, before Nechtam. In Hutzla Aris, they were not so uh, baki expert in the law of that a get has to be written the Shema. A get has to be written for the sake of the husband and the wife. Has to have by the Sufir. And therefore, again, the husband can say, uh, this wasn't written uh, the Shema over here. So no, no. The Shaliyah says, I was there, I saw it written the Shema. Okay, so that was a deen that has to be done. Now, a get that's written in Eris uh, uh, Yisrael, okay, that's sent from, let's say, one, uh, one place in Eris to another place in Eris Yisrael, does not need Bifanai Nechtab or Bifanai Nechtab. The main reason is because the Eris said they were Baki in the law of Lishma. And if a Shaliyat that's sending it, you don't have to worry that Ba'al is going to come along and say oh, it wasn't written Lishma. You know, you're not going to think it's Lishma. And Eris said that Batid Dinim were expert. They knew the law of Gitin. And also, if you're worried about that, uh, where the witnesses, the witnesses are in Eish Israel, people are always coming to the Beit Din in Yerushalayim because they're coming to the Shalosh Galim. So therefore you'll always uh, find somebody that can authorize and validate the signatures. Okay, so in Eish Israel you don't need a Fanayin Now, Bavel has a law of Eish Israel. Bavel has a law of Eish Israel. If a get comes from Bavel, it does not have to have the shadows of the Sibbana. Why? Two reasons. Number one, in Babel they were experts on the law of the Shema. So we're not worried that the gets not written the Shema, that they just no, I was in front of it when it was written. And second of all, there was always uh, people going from Babel back to Israel learning. So if anybody's gonna question the veracity of the signatures, you'll be able to find somebody that can say, yeah, I know these signatures, it's legitimate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guy from China, yeah, yeah, where are you going to find the guy? They need to show the Shaliyah. But from Bavel, you don't need the Shaliyah. Good? Mm-hmm. Oh, now you have to know. If somebody comes along and says, uh, I got a get from Bavel. Oh, wait, today Bavel is Bursif. And they have a Bursif, you have to have a Shaliyah. The guy says, I got a get from uh, Bursif. A Bursif trace by Bavel. You don't have to say mm-hmm. on the gates. Nafkamina, to know exactly what is Bavel, what is not. Let's do the top Rashi. The Kite Nashim. The Kai Malan, Hamevi get Mehutsala Aris, Sarih Shiyomar Bifarain Ihtab, it was signed in front of me, or Bifarain Ihtab, and it was sealed in front of me. The Shaliyah saying that. 
two reasons. Because there's nobody around in Eris Israel to validate, to authorize these signatures. The husband can come along and say, these are fake signatures. How are you going to disprove the husband? Yeah, you got to go find a guy in China that knows these, uh, these, these, these witnesses. The Shalias around! The Shalias there in Israel, the Shalias there. Finished, he said, time it was authorized already. It's done, let him go home. He said it already, he authorized the fuss. He's Mekayim the star, exactly. Or maybe he'll tell me why, because the Chutzla'ah is not expert in the writing of the Gerd, the Shema. ובקיאין <laughs> That its war is emptied out. There's not left in Bursif. That's Beautiful. Now we're giving you the number. How many, uh, how many species do you need? So Rabbi Ishmael says, three hadasim. Two Arabot, one Lulav, one Etrog. Even if two of your Hadassim are cut, they're snipped on the top, and one is not Katum. Now the Gemara is going to ask uh, the obvious question over here. What do you mean, even if two are Katum and one are not? If you hold that Katum is Pasul, so therefore, uh, how could you have any of them ketumim? And if you hold ketumim is kasher, let them all be katum. And what is this business? Two katum, one uh, one shalem. So I'll wait for the Kemalat to analyze exactly what the logic of Nabi Yishmael's uh, opinion is. The bitarfon omer, afidu shiloshtam ketumim. The bitarfon holds, you don't need any hadas shalem. What's the reason why katum is pasul? It's not hadar. The bitarfon says, no, it is hadar. It's not a, that's not a problem of hadar. You can have three hadasim, all clipped, no problem. Biakiva Omer. Keshem Shulavihad Vitrogihad, Kakadasihad Aravaihad. The Biakiva says one of each item. Just like there's one Lulav and there's one uh Etrog, one Hadas, one Aravah. So that's the Mahlokin in the amount of species that the Gemara is gonna learn all this from Pisukim. How do you know? Let's read that she first. Shulashad Dasim Gemaraya Lifla. Bafidush time kitumim. Ah dasim ka'e. Right, the Bishmael. Even two other Adasim are clipped. If you hold that Katum is Pasul, going to answer, actually retracted. Originally he held that what you need three Adasim. And then he comes along and says that what? Even if two of them are ketumim, v'hu adin ilo ma'itilu legamri. That ketumim came under the nitnudav, which means at the end of the day, he went from holding it, you need three full ones, and then he came along and said, you know what? You only need one full one. So when he says, even if two are ketumim, it's as if he's really saying, all you need is one, uh, all you need is one hadas. The other ones could be even uh, ketumim, which means, which are, which are worthless. And therefore, he was Hosea before his opinion. He went from three to one. one. Question is, how come he just didn't say one? ולא Gemara. Tanya, we have a brighter. The beach by Lomet. Peri etz hadar echad. Peri. Peri is one. One etrog. Kapat tebarim echad. 
Because the Torah, when it talks about the lulav, doesn't say kapot. Well, it's written, it's red kapot, but it's written haser vav. So you mean it's kapat, which would imply one lulav. Anaf, it's avot. That she says three words. Anaf, it's avot. Shelosha. That's how three hadasim. Because the Torah used three words for the hadas. Arbe and ahal. Arbe. Arbe is plural. Shtayim. Also two words. Okay, the is plural. The afilu shnayim ketumim, the had sheeno ketum. Then he comes along and says, even if two of them are clipped and one is not, the bitarfon omer shelosha, the afilu sheloshtan ketumim. The bitarfon says, no, you need three hadasim, but all three can be ketumim. The biyakiva omer keshem shelula vechad vetrog echad kach hadas echad v'arava. Aha, so that's the three-way machloket. Now, Amalur Bili Aizer. Bili Aizer said, Yachol Yetrog Imahin Baguda Ahat. You have to tie the Yetrog to the Lava, that's the Araba. Which means maybe you have to put the Yetrog in all one uh, Aguda. Or could the Yetrog be separate? Amart, so he said, Vihin Emar, Piri Etzadar, Veka Potemarim. Does it say in the pasuk in a trog and kapotemarim? kapotemarim, which is the pasuk says, "Ukhatem lachem bayom arishon." Peri ayets hadar. You have to take a trog, okay, which is uh, separate. Then it says kapot temarim ve anaf etzabot ve arbe nahal. So you see that what? That the 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 etrog is separate, and then the hadas the the lulav goes with the the other items. So that's what Rashi says. Look at Rashi says. Rashi says, Yachol yegdam kulan ve'af etrog emahim amar v'chine emar ve'kapot emarim. Does it say peri etz hadar ve'kapot emarim? Then it would say you have to put the etrog and the lulav together. So the vavs are kapot marim va'anaf etzabot ve'arbena. So they go together, and the etrog is separate. Good. So comes the Gemara and says. How do you know that they ma'akib each other? You need all four species. So that she says, in You gotta take all four. You can't take uh, three. Ukahtem is like velekaha tam. Has to be a complete taking. You gotta have all four. I mean three, three, it's all or nothing. Okay? That it was fought, has all this machloket over here. What does it mean you have to take all four? So you want to say that according to a couple of the she taught, you can take each one individually. If you picked up your lulav, then you picked up your hadas, and your alabad, and your etrog, as long as you picked up the, as long as you had them in front of you at the time, and you picked them each separately. Other ones say, no, you can't pick them up uh, separately, you have to pick them up simultaneously. So that's a machloket in the Tosafot. How much so do you need the four? Can the four be one after the other, and you be your say, or it has to be together? Now, if you hold that you need three hadasim uh, complete, so how could you tell me uh, two of them katum, uh, one of them shalem? If you hold you need shalem, you know three. And if you don't need shalemim, I feel you had the melo. But see, what is this business? Uh, two ketumim, one, one uh, shalem. Uh, make up your mind. So give us Amar Bir'ah. Bir'ah is the name of a rabbi. Amar of Ameh. Hazar bo Rabbi Ishmael. Rabbi Ishmael retracted. Rashi. De makshir shnaim ketumim. Vehad matzlik shalem. Hechan halkana katuv. Iba'e hadar. Nib'i bekudu. Ve'ilo ba'e hadar. Afidu ba'ad lo nesach. That's the question. Amar Bilashim Hakam, Hazar Bur Bishmael, Mithilat the Barab Umakshid Behad, Umiu Hadar Bay. But all he says is you need is uh, one hadas, but he says that hadas gotta be Shalim. So it comes that you have a mahlukat gedullah between uh the B uh Il Azar, 
Rabbi Ishmael and Rabbi Tarfon and Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Ishmael says you need one hadas shalim. Rabbi Tarfon says you need three hadasim but ketumim. And Rabbi Akiva says you need uh, no, you need one 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 of each. Okay, one of uh, each. Okay, but it's got to be shalim. Rabbi Akiva. And the Bishmael says you need Shloshah, that's uh, you retracted, meaning one Hadas is Shalem, is enough. According to the Bitterfon, you need three, but they can even be Kitumim. Uh, and according to the Bi'akiva, you need one Hadas. Amar of Yehuda. Amar Shimuel. So Shimuel holds Halakha Kir Bitterfon. Halakha follows the Bitterfon. That what? Three even Kitumim. Shemuel is following his reasoning. Shemuel used to tell the Hadas uh, sellers, Make your prices uh, level. Fair prices, which means do not hike up your prices when people come along and tell you they want three hadasim, shalim, from top to bottom, you know. Don't don't charge them uh, extra. Keep your price, no gouging. Keep your prices fair. Why? The law, because if you don't keep your prices fair, darishna lechu, I'm going to make a darashan the bet midrash, kirabitarfon. I'll make an announcement that halakhaz kirabitarfon. And kirabitarfon, you don't need any shalim. I'll put you out of business. You don't need anything. Which means, like this. Obviously, Shimuel held Alakazak to be telephone. He's not going to threaten him. I'm going to make a, an announcement that Alakazak to be telephone. Till this point, Shimuel probably didn't announce it because he said, you know what? Let, 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 let them get three uh, full ones. It's nice. But listen, if you're going to gouge because of it, because they're going after three, I'll publicize the real halakha. And then already people are gonna, not going to need the three uh, shalem ones. So you see that what Shimuel actually held. Like the Bittafoni, he would not lie to them that he would say a halakha that he didn't, that he didn't subscribe to. So Tanat Gibara says, My ta'ma, what's the reason? If the reason was because he was trying to be mekel to get these gougers from uh, raising their prices, so he's going to give a linear chita. If he wanted to put these guys out of business, he should even say a better one. He should go like the Akiva. The main cause is he's one hadas. He didn't say full. Which means, right, well, even one. Which is, it seems, uh, one is, 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 is more kula than three. So the Gebarah says, It's easier to get three clipped, But one not clipped is not shakhiyah. So therefore, he was going uh, after the, uh, after the, the more, the more, the more the lenient opinion in the sense that it would threaten the, uh, the, 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 the sellers more. Why? Because it's much easier to find three clipped than one, not clipped like Rabbi Akiva. What Tosafor understands from this Gemara is, the Gemara originally thought from the fact that he threatened them, you see, he holds like uh, Rabbi Tarfon. But then the Gemara is falling off that. From the fact that you see the whole thing was a threat, the Gemara's question is, let him threaten uh, Rabbi Akiva. No, he threatened Rabbi Tarfon because that's more of a, a threat to them. So he really doesn't like Rabbi Tarfon. Which could be also like a really, uh, uh, you know, like Rabbi Ishmael. But what? He was just trying to figure out which Shita would... Would zing the uh, the, the sellers more. That's why it's so long. Look at the transport. But the loss of the kebi akiva and the mekel tefer. Tema halos vira the kebi akiva el kebi tarfon. Bishamar the chosim in the diuk shivalu chedus shmuel the tamed kebi tarfon svira le. The imma fchidu b'midi lo sabar kedus shivikuru bezol ayola fchidam in the kebi akiva the mekel tefer. The dachay adrab mefachadet tefer in the kebi tarfon. The tatek to b'shkiha mehad the lo katum umeolam lo tishvat the sabar kebi tarfon. Which means, really, what the Tosafot is saying that we thought originally from the fact that he was trying to use the telephone must be also like that. Gemara is saying no, he was trying to threaten them, and therefore the Gemara is like, you know, he could have went uh, with the Rabbi Akiva. So you're right, that would have been a good idea, but you know what? He was better off giving the Rabbi telephone. You have no proof that he actually holds like Rabbi telephone. Okay, comes the next Mishnah. Etrog, etrog a gazul, a stolen etrog. Let's go to the logic again. Etrog, gazul, because it says lachim. Yevish, it's not. Hadar. Shil asherah, 
It's got to be burnt. Okay. Doesn't have a shiur anymore. Veshiur ani dahat burnt pasul. Shel orla pasul. Orla is a tree in its first three years, where the product is off limits. Right? Asul banaa. Asul to benefit from it. I'll explain. Therefore, it is. It is pasul. Again, all these things the Gemara is going to explain. Shel terumat temea pasul. Teruma, you have to give, let's say, uh, a fiftieth of the product to the Kohanim. So if it's Teruma Teme'a, if it became Teme'a, it's Pasul. But I will say why you can't use it for the Torah, if it's Teruma Teme'a. She Teruma Teora, no Yitor. If it's Teruma Teora, don't take it. Dinata al-Kasher. Again, we wait for the Gemara for all these reasons. Shel Demai. Demai is, it's uh, taken from Amaris. We don't know if he took Maaser on the Etrog or not. That's the tithes that you have to take up in the first, second, fourth, and fifth years of the Shemitah Yerushalayim. So, Yerushalayim, lo yiton. If you're in Yerushalayim and you have this etrog of Maaser Sheni, don't take it. Okay, because in Yerushalayim, really, you're allowed to eat Maaser. You're allowed to benefit from Maaser Sheni. But outside of Yerushalayim, it's going to be Pasul. And all these cases, Gemara. Alta hazazit al-rubo. Hazazit is like a boil. Right? You have the, uh, a boil, like a protrusion, sticking out of the uh, etrog. That's called the hazazit. Uh, okay, well, I got 174. Well, actually, you want to go back? Yeah, 174 in the Hamal. Uh, a blister. A boil. I boil it, comes on the uh, etrog. Okay? So if it's on the minority, it's okay. But if it's on the majority, so it's pasul. So alta hazazit, alrubo, onitla pitmato. Now the pitom. What is the pitom? Okay, so in the etrog, right, it's the stick. The top is called the shoshanta. That's the uh, the uh, the mushroom on top exactly. We're talking about like the um, the bud that comes out of the top of the throat. So there's two parts of that. The stick is called the pitom, right? Not like many people would say. Many people think when they say pitom, they think it's the top. No, the pitom is not the top. The pitom is the shoshanta. The pitom is the stick that leads up to the shoshanta. Okay. Again, and here's the pictures. I'll show you in the throat. You see the pitom? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So now the, it says over here, not the mushroom part. I'm sorry, the mushroom part is called the shoshanta. Nitla pitmato, if that pitom came off, niklaf, or it became peeled. In the outer layer of the etrog became peeled. Nisdak, it started to split. Okay? Look at picture number 178. You see like the etrog started to have a siddik, have a, uh, a split in the uh, etrog itself. Nikav. Well, let's say it got a hole in it. The haser caught you. And it's missing. And not like, let's say, a needle went in it that was taken out. That's nikav. It's not haser. Because everything is still in the etrog. We're talking about a, a chunk of the etrog was taken out. Caught you. Not even a chunk, a drop. It's missing. So any pasul. Now alta hazazit al miuto. If a hazazit a blister came or a boil came on the minority of it, natal okso. Okay, the orchids is the right is the bottom. That's what it grows from. The bottom of the etrog. Uh, when you're holding the etrog uh, straight up, that will be the bottom. Okay, the orchids. A picture number one seventy two. You see the orchids. Okay. Nikav lo hasir kolshu. It has a hole in it, but nothing of the etrog was missing. I said a needle went in and came right out without taking out any etrog. Kasher. Okay. Yeah. Etrog akushi pasul. That's the etrog that comes from Ethiopia. It's like a black, dark uh, etrog. So that's going to be pasul. And she says shahor. Vayerok karti. If it's green. Like a scallion, Rabbi Meir Machshir Rabbi Yehuda posel. So they have a machloket. Now shiur etrog a katan. What's the minimum size of an etrog? Rabbi Meir omer ke egos, like a walnut. We saw this. Rabbi Yehuda omer ke besa. Rabbi Yehuda says the size of an egg. Ubagadol. What's the biggest size of an etrog you can have? Kedesh yuhaz shnayim biyado. Right? One rabbi said the Rabbi Yehuda got old. Can't be big enough more than you can hold two in one hand. If, 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 it's, if you cannot hold two in one hand, already it's too big. Gotta have two in one hand. And we explained the logic why is because sometimes you have to switch hands. Because the left's gotta be in the right and the other's gotta be in the left. 
Right? So he says, sometimes you're going to put the, you're going to give you the etrog in the wrong hand, and you're going to have to switch. If it's too big, we're worried you're going to drop it, it's going to become pasul. So therefore, if it's that size, you still have maneuver, you can maneuver and uh, switch around. The Rabbi Yosei Omer, Afilu Rabbi Yosei says, the etrog can be so big, even if you carry it in two hands, it's still kashe. Let's read the Rashi in the Mishnah. Let's start from Rashi, Netlapit Mato. Rosh etrog. The top of the etrog, like a pomegranate as a petom also. Okay, just put a needle into the etrog, because it's not, not missing anything. That's the uh, tail of the uh, etrog. Okay, so the 